Hello, and welcome to our special holiday episode of Fighting Over the VCR. My name is Matthew. My name is Nancy. And uh, joining us for our special holiday episode is friend of the podcast, Sherry. Hello there. And, um, of course, Podcat Mulder. On this special episode, we're going to talk about the holidays and a couple holiday movies, because um, for a lot of people, you know, we we are family, mm-hmm. so we have, you know, tradition, and um, Christmas was always kind of a family, hol- you know, big family holiday for us, pro- for probably, i get those out of the way, probably the... Um, the biggest one that that we would celebrate every year um for us not really for any religious purpose other than no um for the two of you (laughs) not for other people in your family well yeah it's (laughs) funny though like for the most of our family like there wasn't like prayers or anything happening we, we had we had one aunt and uncle that would go to like midnight mass on christmas eve so they'd always leave early to do that and our our folks grew up like dad definitely you know because he had to be a a choir boy and all that um they would go to midnight mass and then their tradition was they would go to midnight mass on christmas eve and then come home and get to and either open one present or all their presents when they got home and um that's what my mom did too as a kid yeah it's pretty it's pretty common a lot of catholics do it and then, um, but, uh, we, we never really had that whole kind of religious Mm-mm. background to Christmas. Christmas for us was about, um, presents, <laughs> present, you <laughs> know, okay. When we were young, as most kids, for most kids, it's probably about presents and candy and getting attention. Um, and, but, you know, as you get older, you realize like the whole reason that, that for us, it was all about family, Yeah. you know, um, I always enjoyed seeing my family a lot. And, and I think, and, and, and I think that that I still do. Yeah, still do. And, um, uh, for Nancy and I, it was Christmas Eve with dad's side of the family and Christmas day with mom's side of the family. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were very fortunate to have both of our grandparents on both sides for, um, for our, a lot of our childhood, mm-hmm. you know, so living in driving distance, one, one lived a half hour away. The other one lived 15 minutes and, away. And everyone that in like the immediate family was close by. So yep. it was, it, it was a good time to kind of get together. And, you know, as, as you get older, that has to change, you know, family members pass away or, you know, people get married and cut, you know, and have kids and they have to, traditions have to change. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's always been a real staple, at least for, for us to like stay as close knit with our family as much as possible. So yeah. I think we've done a good job of evolving as, um, as, yeah, and you, as the dynamics have had to change over time. Um, we've, you know, the, the core of it, you know, especially driven by our parents who are really kind of the glue on that side of the family is that we are together. Yeah. And for me, you know, I have like my own little family now and I have my wife and, and I'm very tiny and we've, um, yeah, like midget. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, I've had to integrate like a whole other family and all their traditions. And, and it's been great because, I, we get along and, and I like, I love seeing them on, on around the holidays and it's a lot of fun. And you still get a stocking even though we're 40 years old. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. I made my mom took everyone. I am an only child. And and <laughs> that being said, you know, it's not all about the stuff. Presents. It's not about stuff. No, not at all. But I think the stuff part is fun for it's still fun for the gift givers, you know. Yes. You know, I think I Unless I've, you're not good at shopping, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> What day is it? How many more days do I have to talk about Christmas? Okay, wait, hold on. So, um, so yeah, so we, you know, Nancy and I had, you know, when planning out our schedule and how we were going to do this, we said, hey, we got to do, let's do a Christmas episode because yeah, we, we can talk, we, we can talk about Christmas. Yeah. And we, we endured three episodes full of horror movies, so why not do a holiday movie to balance that out? <laughs> Yeah, and then we and then at some point maybe we'll have the debate on whether Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. Ooh, so no. that wasn't on our list to do this year. Well, we've got hopefully we you know we made it through this year. Let's 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 aim to do another Christmas episode. Absolutely, next year. absolutely. So anyway, let's get to the movies. Um, so we're going to talk about two movies, one of which Nancy had not seen, the other of which we have seen religiously for like 30 years <laughs> and anyone who has tbs probably more than 30. has the option of seeing it multiple times mm-hmm. on christmas day and christmas eve because it's played literally for 24 hours yes so um later in the episode we are going to um talk about probably what what i call like the I would say it's like the like the new generation of classic Christmas movies. You know, you've got like Christmas Carol and Miracle on 34th Street and um, It's a Wonderful Life. Those are like classic. <laughs> I was thinking, who's afraid of Santa movie. Claus? I'm like, no, no, those, that's those, not. Are, those are like. <laughs> What's it? Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> White Christmas, you know, stuff like that. You know, is that what it is? Uh, you know, those are like classic Christmas movies. But I would say like this is like the new age. One of the. The, we're talking, going to talk about a couple of the new age of They're Christmas 80s, movies. 80s, 80s movies. Christmas movies, yeah. 80s yeah, Christmas but, I mean... Well, they were done in the 80s. That's I right. understand they're done in the yeah, 80s, yeah. but, I mean, if, if when I think of traditional Christmas movies, I think of, like, ones done in, like, the 40s and well, the 50s, sure, like, sure. The, like, at the dawning of the age of yeah. film and stuff. Yeah. But then, you know, things have evolved. People have, like, alternative ideas of what Christmas movies are, if you remember our Die Hard episode. Um, it's a Christmas movie. Debatable. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, obviously debatable because we debated it. Um, Christmas movie. <laughs> anyway, yes, you're. I agree with you. They are now modern classics. Modern Christmas classics. So um, later in the episode, we're going to talk about um, the new modern classic, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But we're going to start off with, um, which is probably my favorite Christmas movie um, for a lot of different reasons, primarily because it's funny and it's entertaining and it makes you feel good. But um, also, we grew up watching this movie. We've quoted it. It's become part of our regular vernacular. And uh, it's our dad's favorite Christmas movie. It is. We just found that, or I think we always knew that, but he reaffirmed that the other yeah. day. Yeah, because uh, I wasn't sure if it was the old uh, Christmas Carol, because he, he does really like that one, but that, I don't know. Yeah. But, but it, I know he said it was Christmas. And I think, it's, and I think for mom, it's uh, Preacher's Wife, or uh, Bishop's, the Bishop's wife. wife, not Preacher's Wife, the Bishop's Wife. Yeah. 
have you announced what it is yet? No. Okay. Am so, I am I am I am I going on too long? Come on. No. <laughs> people could if, if people actually read the stuff I wrote. Maybe I already <laughs> said it. Sorry. It is a Christmas story. Yay! Yay. So. Um, so, like I said, we we grew up watching this movie, you know, ever since we were little. Um, we didn't see it in the theater, but it was on TV. And uh, for those of you who have never seen A Christmas Story, it is about the Parker family. And the main character is Ralphie, who is the oldest son. Um, and, like, his parents, they never really name his parents. It's just Mother Parker and Old Man Parker. Mm-hmm. And his little brother, Randy... And it's about him pretty much for the entire movie trying to manipulate his parents into getting him a Red Ryder BB gun Mm -hmm. um, for for Christmas. And the famous line that goes with that is, You'll you'll shoot shoot your eye out. out. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. He's just devastated every time he hears it. You know, his mom says it to him. His teacher says it to him. He goes and sees Santa because he figures, oh, I'll ask Santa for it because there's no way Santa will say no. Even Santa, sa- even Santa says you'll shoot your eye out. But um, a lot of it also revolves around the family, you know, and, you know, Ralphie going to school and, you know, the antics that go with that and just all the kind of basic kind of fun Christmassy kinds of things. They go and get a tree and you watch his dad haggle with the tree salesman to try and get a tree and they're, you know, making sure that they don't get one that has the the needles yeah. falling off or it's too, you know, it's it's got a bare spot that you got to put in the corner. And that was one of the traditional things for a long time that dad and I used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, dad and I would go to the Christmas tree lot and get a tree and try and find like the perfect tree that they had there. And we never really haggled too much, but you know, we had, we always wanted, um, a noble fir. That was the kind of tree we mm. always got. And, um, cause it's the best for hanging ornaments in my opinion. And now we all have artificial trees. Yeah, we do. They're easier though. That's because of it's, the cat. It's, it's also more cost effective. Yes. It might not and be. And the as lights a, are built in. You don't have to really worry about the lights. It might not be as environmentally friendly, but. Well, I think in the long run it probably is. At well, some point I'll get a real tree again one Christmas, but. At some point. Not right now. Yeah. But, um, and now, and, you know, come home, cut, you know, we would, you know, trim the tree before we'd put it up. Dad would put the lights on. That was his big thing. And we, I remember, you know, you would stand in the corner and you would, like, squint <laughs> <laughs> well, to see, like, if there was any bare spots where there wasn't lights and then you know me you and mom would put the the ornaments on and yeah i'm I'm realizing that especially as you know you have been setting up your tree the last several years i get the i get the privilege of being here on christmas tree decorating night and i get to help them dads are not interested in hanging ornaments it seems like a dad's job is done when the tree is assembled and the lights are on that's work that's yeah, <laughs> or and dad's jobs are also making sure the batteries and the ornaments that make noise are are working. That is my new job. Yes. <laughs> putting in the batteries and then putting it, when taking it's down the, the tree. Job to it's put taking the ornaments out on. the batteries and the kids. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's one. I mean, 
and that's one of the traditional things that they talk about in this movie, which is kind of fun. And then um, you don't really that kind of happens a little earlier on in the movie. But they put up their tree on Christmas Eve, that which was, you know, traditional for a lot of families growing, you know, I think because the movie takes place in the 40s. And I think that that was really a tradition for a lot of families early on was... Where were they keeping the tree? Probably in the backyard. Oh, interesting. You know, somewhere where they hopefully were still watering it or else it would have died yeah. by Christmas Eve. And then, um, <clears throat> so there's that scene. But this movie is chock full of famous scenes from Ralphie's fantasies <laughs> that he has throughout the movie of... Anything from when he first will get his Red Ryder BB gun and and shooting down Black Bart to how his teacher teacher's gonna react reading his Christmas theme about getting the, the, the BB gun and, and A all that. Plus plus <laughs> plus plus But uh plus I think one of my I think one of the there's a lot of so there's a lot of scenes that stand out. Um, one of the first scenes that is like a kind of a monumental scene um, in the movie for I think for a lot of people who watch it is the flagpole scene, mm-hmm. where two of Ralphie's friends Schwartz and Flick are debating whether to whether if you stick your tongue to the flagpole in the middle of winter, whether it'll stick to the flagpole or not. Yeah, Flick was not a believer. Flick did not believe it, and then he got triple dog dared to do it. (laughs) And sure enough, his tongue stuck to the flagpole. Now, uh, Flick, played by... um, I know his last name is Schwartz, but his name is Scott Schwartz. He was in a few movies that we grew up watching. He was in... Uh, this movie. He was in this movie called The Toy with Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. And then he was in another movie <laughs> called Kidco mm-hmm. where he and, he lived on a farm and his he and his sister sold manure. And they were entrepreneurs. They were entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Flick gets his tongue stuck to the pole and it, that's probably the most cringeworthy scene in the whole movie. Yeah, but um, Jay, uh, maybe, maybe that and stuff with the dogs. Yeah, the dogs the, are so gross. Yeah, but Scott, I just wanted to mention Scott Schwartz later went the Chinese on Chinese restaurant scene makes me cringe. Really? Well, yeah, it's it's not it it does not it has not aged well. I don't find it funny. But uh, mm. just wanted to mention Scott Schwartz. Then later, um, his career took kind of a turn, and he became a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? Flick. The kid who stuck his tongue to the pole. Oh, how ironic. So he was probably starring in movies called, like, A Christmas Porn Story, where he was just sticking his tongue on things, um, seeing if they would Freeze stick. your tongue to my pole. He was probably in, like, the movie The Sex Toy, <laughs> where oh, he, oh, you know, and then, and then he was probably in, like, a movie called Skin Co. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, um... What a checkered past he has. Well, well, and, and if we're talking about the actors in the movie, um... Peter Billingsley plays Ralphie, and I don't really recognize him in a lot of other movies. I think he's an elf. I'm fairly certain he's an elf. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not really sure about that. He is a producer on Iron Man. Really? Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, he got more. He was doing more. Oh, he he plays. He is an elf. He yeah. does have a small part in elf. I think he's one of the elves. That's... Yeah. But um, probably the two biggest stars in this movie are Melinda Dillon, who plays the mom. Which I don't recognize her in anything She else. was in Close Encounters of the Third yes, Kind. Yes, have not seen it. Which is a really good movie. And I know not to see it in the theater because they ruin it for you in the little... If you see it on, like, the special, yeah. like, Fathom event kind of thing, yeah, they ruin it. And um, Darren McGavin, who um, was in The Natural, which yeah. we've talked about previously. And Billy Madison. And Billy Madison. Billy Madison's Billy dad. But <laughs> That's where I know him from here, the most. <laughs> so, strange fact, while I was researching... Nancy's shaking her head. <laughs> yeah, while I was researching the, the, the actors, both Melinda Dillon and Darren McGavin were in the 1990 movie, um, Captain America movie. Like, the terrible Captain America. Yeah. Like, From, Mar- in the theater? I don't know if it even oh. made it to the theater. Yeah. But it sounds like a TV movie. It, or directed yeah. VHS. It sound, it didn't sound very good. So anyway, so yeah, the, the stick to the flag, tongue to the flagpole scene, um, probably the most memorable for our family is um, when the when Ralphie's dad wins a major award for for solving you know he does puzzles like <laughs> word puzzles and stuff like that and he sends in the newspaper or a magazine and he sends them in to the magazine and he went he wins a major award and when it arrives it's in this huge box that says fragile it must be Italian <laughs> Oh, no, I think, I think it says fragile, dear. And um, he opens it, and that's when we get introduced to the famous leg lamp, mm. which... Um, Electric sex on the... In the front <laughs> room. And uh, we have a leg lamp ornament oh. on our tree and a Ralphie ornament on our tree. Um, that's how much we, we love this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that... That's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie is when he opens when the he case. opens the lamp and then and then like how he's like like the mom's like reaction to of like oh my god this is the ugliest thing I can't say like how I can't diss this lamp that's my favorite scene too is is when she's like just looking at it like oh my god and, and then he's like and the commentary that you know adult Ralphie is like yeah. giving while it's oh man. Well, and, and then, like, when he's like, I know the perfect place for this, right in the middle of the front window, <laughs> so the whole neighborhood can see. And then he goes outside, and he's, like, telling her to move it. And the whole time this is happening, Ralphie's just putting his hand up and down the leg. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was funny is, you know, Fishnet you know thigh Ralphie has one, one, intro, one reason for liking the lamp so much. But the dad, he was just proud of it because he won it. He doesn't even... He, it's, like, oblivious to him that it's, like, this, you know, sexy leg. It could He's have been, just like, like, a clown statue, and he would have been excited. Yeah, it it's, was a major award. It's garish and kitchen. It's it's, it's great. <laughs> it's a major award. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably... That's my favorite scene in the movie. And then we have... There's a lot of, like, other just little things about, like, how his younger brother, Randy, won't eat. So his mom, like, a way to get him to eat is, like, how do the little piggies eat? And mm-hmm. he, like, eats it like a pig off the ta- off the, the plate, which is gross. But when you're little, that's funny. You know, eventually, he's spending this whole movie asking for this Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> and by the end of the movie... 
They've opened all their presents, and eventually his dad has gotten it for him. Yeah. Which, and, you know, the mom is just like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I really, I hate him. This gun, blah, 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 blah. And then he shoots his eye out. And, well, he Not doesn't really shoot out. it out, but he breaks his glasses. Yeah. And he does. Not from it, shooting. Well, it... It ricochets the the BB ricochets off of the target, hits him and hits him just below the eye. His glasses fall, and he steps on him. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, his mom isn't upset at him when he comes in. No, she expected it to happen. <clears throat> I think he's a kid. It happens. She's, you know, and then and then like the other fun part about that, which is so realistic, because I have a four year old, and I know he's probably done this once or twice, is. He has, he concocts like this story of, you know, an icicle falls off the, fell off the, 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 the gutter of the, or the roof and, and hit him, his, knocked off his glasses and cut his eye and everything like that, like just so perfectly so he didn't get impaled by it. And, um, his mom believes in him. It's just so fun. I think, and then, um, the other probably memorable, scene for everybody that I don't want to forget is the tire changing scene. Yes. That's which... maybe my favorite scene. And not just that scene, but what leads into his punishment. The soap? Yes. Poisoning. Yes. yes. You guys ever put soap in your mouth? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, yeah it's gross. It's really bad. And mostly by accident, yeah. but even still, it, it it it's not good. I did it as a kid with a soap artist because I wanted to see... So I always hear people talking about it, but I was like, yeah, it's gross. you know, and yeah. you're not blind. It must not have been life boy. A, a bar of dial. <laughs> a bar of dial. Bar dial. Yeah. Mm, Maybe that's no. why you're good at math though. Cause Cause it's, put... cause it's dial. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I think that is probably my favorite scene. Yes. And I think it's because of the long project, you know, the oh. fudge and then his whole, I didn't say that word. I didn't say fudge. I said the F dash 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 I mean, word. I mean, it was just too much. And then his whole having to explain which kid was the one that taught, taught him that word when really it was he just his, dad. his dad hearing saying it all the time. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, you know, so then it goes into, you know, he says the F, he says the F word. The next thing you see is his mom has put a bar of soap in his mouth. And then he does this. It goes into one of his fantasies, which is probably the best fantasy yeah, in the whole movie. By far the best one. Where he's coming to visit and he's blind and the parents are all shocked <laughs> and it's so dramatic. And he's like, and, they, and, and Peter Billingsley does such a great job acting that scene. Oh, yeah. That you wouldn't even believe that he was a kid acting that scene. He does such a good job on it. Um, and I think that's probably the line that our family quoted the most. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it was soap poisoning. poisoning. Oh. So. Yeah. That was, that became like the fun excuse. Yeah. Around our, around our house. So. 
It bothers me how he blames his friend. It bothers me that his mom even asks him, where did you hear it? When it's obvious, like, hello, his dad says it all the time. Oh, duh. She's in denial. I know, but that, I don't. Uh, that, she's in complete denial. Because, the, in because the mom, the, the, the friend's mom even said, oh, she probably, he probably heard it from his father. No, oh. he heard it from your son. What? <laughs> and you hear her beating him over the phone, which I, yeah, not yeah. very. Yeah. So, well, well, it kind of balances out, though, because. He blames Schwartz, and Schwartz is the guy who got I know. Flick to put I his know. tongue on the thing. I so know. karma. It's karma. It yeah. all comes around, and so, so watching it this time around and thinking about having to talk about it, you know, I wanted to really understand, you know, why was it so crushing for him to constantly be denied, like any time he wanted to get this gun, and I realized, you know, like they were like. Shooting down his identity. You know, I mean, they were telling this nine-year-old kid, what you want is wrong. What you like is wrong. There's no way anyone should get this thing for you. Get up, you know, you're ridiculous. Because it's dangerous. I'm not buying River a BB gun when he's nine. It ain't but, happening. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, because you know, it, it's portrayed to the audience. I mean, he's just got crushing blow after blow. I mean, which literally culminates after the teacher reinforces nope you're not getting that you're going to shoot your eye out your theme is not an a plus plus i think it's all you know that's when he ends up in beating up scott farkas when you're a kid people just tell you no constantly it sucks it's also how he's being told he's i mean santa so dismissed santa's even like you'll shoot your eye out kid no that's stupid what are you thinking (laughs) santa should never say no why why is it up to santa to litigate if you're allowed to have what you want. I mean, be like, oh, okay, mm, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll see if the elves can get that for you. That, that's just, Krampus's job. Krampus yeah. is the one that's supposed to say no. But, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, Peter Billingsley's expressions every time he, you know, had to be told one more time, no, we're yeah. not going to get this for you. It just, you know, layer upon layer, plus all these other things happening that are not working out. The... The decoder ring and the secret oh, yes, message yes. about drinking your Ovaltine. I mean, that's a complete blow. Um, Ovaltine is great. Oh. Be sure to drink it. <laughs> that's what little orphan Annie said. <laughs> um, Crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he just... He, he is just... That's a good point. You he's, know, just he's just not just, winning he, ever. Yeah. Like, he is just... He's just stuck this yeah. whole movie until you know finally he gets, he gets his gun well and 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 you know what he's not like a terrible kid you know but i think it's just the idea that he will he, like you said it's it's kind of like always being told no is never a fun thing for a kid especially around christmas and and especially and and, and at that time you know, if you got something or you asked for something and you were just like a working class family, you know, it wasn't like you were going to get everything that you wanted. You were going to probably going to get the stuff you needed or you got like, I mean, and you got a pink bunny and he didn't have to share it with his brother, you know? So, no, I, I just, I just found a new empathy for Ralphie watching it this time and thinking of why is this so hard? You know, like what what specifically about just being told you're not going to get the Christmas gift you want is so challenging? And, you know, he just, 
he couldn't explain it. You know, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> and for everyone to just keep saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough for a nine-year-old. Because did anyone ever offer him an alternative? Did anyone say... Well, Santa said, well, how about a nice football? Well, that's not even in the same arena of a gun. Why not offer him a slingshot? Why not offer him... That's almost worse. (laughs) Why not offer him, like, a crossbow or something? Offer him some some other kind of weapon that's maybe less dangerous. A Bowie knife? (laughs) I don't know. A samurai sword. Hey, hey, Ralphie. Nunchucks. Hey, let's get you some nunchucks. You know, we're going to head over to Chinatown and go get you some ninja stars. That's just what we need is more armed white males. (laughs) That's right. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. You know, thinking about... How like I'm trying to like you know I I, I totally get what you're saying you know how 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 and could the, they, a how Nerf could they gun have, a Nerf gun is the answer to that in this there day you go. like how could you yeah, better then but how could you but lessen the blow to him other than just make him feel tortured leading up until Christmas to when his dad says oh yeah look behind the desk yeah. there might be something back there which I love because that has been done to me. Oh. The look behind the mm. desk thing. Well, not behind it specifically a like desk, a chair but... or something, the yeah. couch. Look, you know. Or it wasn't even in the room. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <sighs> the, and the or one time my mom just totally forgot about something that she bought me, and it was something I really that I really wanted, and they they didn't wrap it because it was larger, and it was like Christmas night, and I just like it was very unlike her to like forget the thing that I really wanted. It was a CD rack. Oh. And I said, Mom, can I ask you a question? Like, was I bad this year? <laughs> I don't even know how I put it to her, which sounded like such a bra. Because nowadays I'd be like, she'll eventually remember, you know, it's there. It's not like when my grandma misplaced my Christmas present that I found five years later after she passed away in her closet. And she could never could find it. Um, but yeah, she That's was like. nice, though. Oh, it was, like, really, it kinda, was sweet. To kind of be like, oh, my God, she did get it for she me. Like, yeah, That's, she, that's kind of nice. She bought me. She was like. God damn it, I found, I bought you this, something and I don't know where I put it. I can't find it. That was her. I don't know where. Um, but, and so she was like, my mom was like, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, we didn't wrap it. We left it in the garage. <laughs> then she came in with it, but That's cool. it, was, it was pretty funny. That's nice. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, I know what it was. I asked her if, the, I know what it was. I didn't ask her about the present. I asked her if the next day, I was like, uh, would you mind taking me to Tower tomorrow? Because I want to buy some um, a, CD, a rack. CD rack and some CDs with my Christmas money. And then that's what she was like. Oh, we got it for you. <laughs> well, back in the day when you'd go to Tower to buy a CD rack. Yeah. What's uh, what's Tower? What's a record? Tower? What's a record? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so another thing about um, Christmas Story that's so great is just... The, the way the story is told with the narration. We've talked about a few movies that have this technique. This is my favorite one. Well, in my in my research, because this was my pick, um, Gene Shepard, who wrote the story, um, is the narrator. He mm. actually does the narration. Um, this story is, is kind of semi-autobiographical, and it actually is part of a group of stories that in the 1960s he had published in Playboy. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. Oh, And then, so he then put out, you know, so he he got asked to, like, write, you know, he was like, oh, I'm going to write my first feature film, and he kind of based it off of this story that he had written for Playboy. Mm. And then, um, so so he narrates it, 
Bob Clark directs it, who um, previously had done the movie Porky's. Mm. And that was like a huge the hit. The Porky's director directed <clears throat> Christmas Story. Okay. And now it was like a huge comedy hit. Yeah. So if it wasn't, for, they um, in my research they were saying, you know, if it wasn't for Bob Clark saying he would do this movie and the the popularity of Porky's, this movie wouldn't have gotten made. Oh my God, what a tragedy. <clears throat> I mean, you and I, I think, saw this probably within a year or two after it came out, because I think oh, yeah. it, it had it to have been early. A, it had to have been an HBO movie that we watched all the time. Oh, and then, and then and, it was on and, cable, and like, we, constantly. And you and me and Dad in particular, just, we understood. We understood. Mom was a little, like, eh, not as into it, but the three of us, for sure. She is now. Yeah, she, she likes it a lot now, but when we were kids, we all... Well, and, and it was Got a, it. and it was a traditional movie for us to watch every year before TBS and yeah. TNT did the whole twenty four hours of Christmas. Oh, yeah. We were on it yep. early, so yeah. not to sound elitist or anything, but no, we no. were on it early. We were, we were early adapters. Early adapters. Uh, now I have to tell you guys. I think Matt knows this, but I don't think Nancy does. I am not a huge fan of this movie. I did not see it till I was probably in high school. I didn't grow up watching it with my family like you guys did. Mm. I think I think that that's that makes a difference. I, yeah. The first time I saw it was in like class before Christmas vacation, with a teacher showing it that I was not particularly fond of. That was just like laughing his ass off annoyingly while the movie was on, and then like it was just a thing like. People that I did not particularly care for at school loved it and just talked about mm. it constantly. So I just was like. I don't know. And I never, but I never was at, like, I saw parts of it, but I never sat and watched it. And then I met Matt and Nancy, and then they loved it. So I thought, okay, well, they love it. Like, I'll, you know, I'll watch it with them. And I do, I mean, there's parts of it I find funny, but I don't have, like, a connection with it. You know, I only because of of you guys. Like, Mm. I, that's the only reason why when I see it, I think of, you know, our humor. And, and I think that there's other members of our family, too, that, you know, really gravitate towards this movie. Yeah. And, um... Our dad's side of the family, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. Always I can see why a lot of people love it. I think if I would have maybe had a different mm. traditional experience with it, I'd feel differently about it, but... So, um, one last fun fact before we mention our favorite characters. Um, you know, they made a... Oh, Mulder, that was really kind of rude. Did you have just something to say? No. Okay, come down here and I'll pet you. He wants a Red Ryder BB gun. Oh, I see. A few years ago, or maybe within like the last 20 years, um, they made a Christmas Story 2, which... What? Yeah. Daniel Stern's in it, right? I think so. Yeah. And and I have not seen it. I have zero interest. I should, no, maybe I should watch it, since I don't... I, like, I won't get... It's, it's probably I'm, bad, but I won't get upset if it's like... Well, I'm wondering if it, it's probably a lot like I'm thinking like the Sandlot too, where it's basically the Sandlot, but like different kids. Well, do you think Daniel Stern plays old adult Ralphie or do you think it's... I think he plays the dad. Oh, the dad. He probably okay. plays the dad. I just find that funny because, you know, he's the voice and he's Kevin and Wonder Years, the adult Kevin. So it's just that would be funny to me. Oh, you have a well, comment. Well, that's very interesting. If it wasn't <laughs> for this movie, this movie inspired the Wonder Years. Perfect. This is the mo- the with the narration. They oh, really? took the idea. Oh well, now I have a new narration. Part. I didn't and know that. Said that that really? is what inspired the Wonder Years. Hmm. But that's not the fun fact. The other okay. fact I was going to mention. So you've got this sequel that had come out called A Christmas Story Two, but it's not the real sequel. 
Gene Shepard wrote um, uh, had another story that he was going to turn into a movie called My Summer Story. And it ended up not being called My Summer Story because the movie, the production studio didn't want to connect it to a Christmas story and everyone just thinking it's oh. a Christmas movie. But it's called It Runs in the Family. It came out in 1994. And Gene Shepard narrates it, just like he does this movie. But it's about a time he had in the summer. Huh. And it's the same characters. Kieran Culkin plays oh, Ralphie. Nice. nice. And his younger brother oh, you plays that. Randy. Charles Charles Groban, is that his name? Yeah. From um, Beethoven? Yes. Uh-huh. Plays the dad. And, and Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> yes. And um Happy Mary Mary Steenburgen from Back to the Future I love Three Mary plays the mom. Oh, okay. And I had never heard of this oh, until I, I did this I'd research. Watch it. Oh, right. I'd watch it. But like the synopsis for that is it is now summer in the Parker family and the usual number of events are happening and like the dad are they around the same age or is it in the fifties? It's supposed to be in the forties. Well, it's the same it time. The, 40s, the dad is is still battling the bumpuses, their neighbor, and Has he and his furnace. Yet? <laughs> oh, him know. him swearing, of course, is one of the best parts of that movie. Apparently, in, in, you know, apparently in um, when they were filming this, um, um, Darren McGavin, um, he was ad libbing all of that. He just knew he couldn't <laughs> actually swear, so he ad libbed it. When Ralphie does the same thing when he's beating up um, the ki- the other kid, Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas, that was all scripted. He had to memorize that whole thing. Wow! <laughs> so. It reminds me of when like uh, Yosemite Sam is yelling in Looney Tunes and Sassafras and which exactly. I love. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was kind of fun, kind of finding that out. I didn't. I mean, and and now I'm kind of like, hey, I might go find that movie and and see, you know. Where it all goes, and it, and again, that was also based on another. You sure it's Kieran McCulkin, not Macaulay Culkin? It is Kieran Culkin, all right, as Ralph Ralphie Parker. Great. So I have a fondness for him because of a show he's on now. I've you know he's been in a couple things also. Um, you know, I think you know that I've seen him in where he was a leading role. I think it was like. Uh, Oh, what's the main one? I mean, he was in Scott Pilgrim. Igby Goes Down. That's a that's an interesting movie that he's in. He's in my TV show Succession, which I am obsessed with. Yeah, so he's so good. Anyway, so, so before we fully move into like our own favorite scenes and favorite characters, I did poll um, our parents and uh, my boyfriend to see because we all all of us watch this movie and like this movie, and I wanted to get their opinion and you know to survey. So, Dad, he said his, again, this is Dad's favorite Christmas movie. His favorite scene is Christmas morning when Ralphie finally gets his BB gun. Um, And his favorite character is the narrator. So, grown-up Ralphie is his favorite character. Uh, Mom's favorite scene is the, um, when they go to the Chinese restaurant after the turkey had been demolished. And, um... Jack's favorite character is Randy, which I think is really cool because he says Randy is just what you expect a little kid to be. Like, he's so fully a kid, especially, and he pointed out how, you know, the mom knows he's hiding under the cabinet when, after Ralphie had beat up the kid. and just that trouble, yeah. um, But his favorite scene, 
which he said was hard to figure out, but he really, really likes how they handled the visiting Santa scene and just that whole bit with the fisheye lens and like the, you know, the P, the POV of like Ralphie, like being spun around by the really weird Alice in Wonderland elves. And then just this, you know, the Santa being fully the elf man handling him to put him handling him. And then, and then once Ralphie says what he wants and then Santa just like, kicking him down the slide and I, I would like that to whole say, scene Jack thought was just the best. I would like to say I really love how they have like the whole Santa is on like a mountain and you have to go up the steps and then you go down a slide. It's very That weird. seemed really cool and yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone would ever do that because they're worried some kid will get hurt but yeah. um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, those are those are definitely some so again, good scenes. Th- this is this as we've discussed. This movie is such a part of our family, so I and, wanted to make sure their opinions were brought in. And Jack's a little brother, like Randy. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I was ever like Randy. No, no, no I mean, ex- I don't mean well, like acts like him. I just mean he's also the. <laughs> <laughs> he's. I'm just I saying. I mean, stories. he's he's the younger brother. Is what yeah. I mean. I don't mean. Yeah. 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 We'd have to ask I, Gail. I wasn't hiding underneath the cabinet, worried <laughs> that you were going to get in trouble. No, you weren't. Um, I was. I was holding the torch. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think upon this rewatch and really seeing how important this character is, I think I'm voting for the mom as my favorite character. She's pretty great. She's amazing. It's like the as, only female character in the movie. You know, it's like liking Princess Leia. She's the only woman in the movie. But well no, <laughs> I Mrs. Mean, there's Mrs. Shields, and there's Mrs. there But I mean, no, I think she especially the scene after the fight and how she got him home and calmed him down and when the dad got home and the dad's like, Oh, so what happened today? And she's like, Oh, well, you know, Nothing unusual. Ralph got in a fight. Oh, you did? Yeah. And then she quickly changes the subject. She's like, he was so worried that his dad was going to be mad and hurt him or whatever. I don't know what the punishment would be. but and, and he even says his relationship with his mom changed forever after that day. It's like he finally saw that she's not just mean and bossy and telling him no. She really loves him and... So I, th- I think I'm voting for the mom. Although I really love the narrator too. The narrator is hilarious. Well, it's very the writing in it is great. The writing is superb in this, and the, and the right and yeah, we'll talk more about yeah. that later, with yeah. the, especially in comparison to the next movie. Who's your favorite character, Sherry? The dad. The dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the. Mom, I mean, I love the mom too. But. I think the mom and the dad really are. I mean. They're they're probably the the biggest known actors to come out the of this. The movie doesn't work and, without them, and it doesn't work without them. They, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, they probably have more or just as much dialogue as Ralphie, because really, it's the like you don't hear Ralphie talking a lot. A no. lot of it is just the narrator. Yeah, but the you know parents, what? children were to be seen, not heard. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> no, but my, my grandpa used to say that, and his I think his dad used to say it to him, too. Yeah. And what was your favorite scene? What, is it the one we mentioned earlier? Oh. When, when he's like when he's setting up the leg lamp in, in the front room. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. And the commentary. Yeah, and I already mentioned, I think my favorite scene was um, from the uh, changing the tire mm-hmm. to yeah. the soap poisoning. I, Yeah, that for sure. And what about you, Matt? 
Um, I, I was on the fence between the mom and the dad, and um, but really, I guess after seeing the soap poisoning like fantasy sequence, <laughs> I think it's just Ralphie. I I really just think he's he's, he's fun, and, he, and and it's re- he he did a really good job. It's impressive acting in this child movie. acting. It is. I mean, and it, it's not like canned like child like really kind of cheesy like we're just gonna give you a bunch of funny lines to say kind of child acting no it's his face <clears throat> i mean his yeah how he emotes his, yeah and just gigantic blue uh, eyes and, and everything and he does a really good job so his wink to his teacher <laughs> i mean and, <laughs> and they have to play out all those fantasies oh, you know yeah. and getting dressed up and everything and no, he's good and um i think also i love the scene even though it's really kind of subtle, is the scene when they go to school and all the kids have the fake teeth in, the, in yeah. their mouth, and their the teacher's got all the stuff and that all the stuff she's taken away from the kids in the in the drawer. Is Although, that really your favorite scene? It's not my favorite scene. Okay. I just really like that scene. I mean, like I said, this is my favorite Christmas movie. Every little scene in this movie like has like a shining point in it. Yeah, I mean and. And it's pretty back-to-back. There aren't any real scenes in this movie that really kind of drag. No. Oh, no. The pacing of this movie is excellent. So. It does not, it's not slow at all. No. So, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, and like I said, it's it, it was my pick because it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. There's a lot, I mean, and there's lots of Christmas movies out there, but. Yeah. And and I think part of it is the connect, the family connection we have yeah. to it. Um, growing up watching it, I, I, I can see how, like, someone who hasn't grown up watching it, you know, might be like, why is this everyone's favorite Christmas movie? But Yeah. But it's fun. So I didn't officially pick a movie for this podcast this week, only because we had originally planned something a little different for this holiday show. Um, and we wanted to have two comedies. We wanted to keep things very kind of light and easy. Festive. Very festive. <laughs> Um, silly, ridiculous, you know, nothing, nothing too heavy. And the movie I would have selected would have taken us more in that direction. So I wasn't in the mood. <clears throat> Next year. Ben-Hur, is that it? No. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Um, but next year. That, that arguably could be a New Year's movie. Because they yeah, sing I mean, that traditional song, years. and yeah. I, think I mean, I'm still gonna watch it this weekend. Yeah, but I just I'm not, I didn't want to talk about it this week. And I think when that movie came out, it didn't even come out around Christmas. It came out like a February or something like that. It, and it didn't. It, I don't do know well, why it became. And I don't know why it eventually became a Christmas movie. But next year we'll talk about all that. We have a year yeah. to research. We have a long time <laughs> to research that movie. So, but we're gonna now segue to a movie that. Sherry has loved, and she has gotten Matt to really enjoy it. And I've never seen it until last night. Um, <laughs> Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas okay. Vacation. Let's does not matter? forget. Well, Does that make a difference? It does. Now, now it does. And I'll tell you why. So, so Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is the third... In the Vacation series starring Chevy Chase, the original is National Lampoon's Vacation, which the reason why that's important is because they remade it 
within like the last couple years with Ed, with Helms. Ed Helms, and it's just called Vacation, and he plays an older Rusty trying to take his oh, family on vacation. That's weird. And it's terrible. I'm sorry. It's that terrible. That sounds weird. You watched it? I've seen parts of it I on TV, any of it. and and it's no just thanks. it's ridiculous. But it doesn't have the National Lampoon's part of it, and it's probably also terrible because. The original National Lampoon's movies were written by John, John Hughes. Hughes. <laughs> so, Christmas Vacation is the third in this, following um, National Lampoon's European Vacation, another movie that Nancy and I grew up mm-hmm. loving. Learned about turnabouts from that movie. That's right. That's the National Lampoon's movie that you guys like the we, most, right? Or do you well, like we just watched there? it the most. I think I, we I, watched I it the most. Okay. I don't think I've seen the, the first one more than once. Oh, it's not funny. Not for I've any seen real oh, I've, reason I've seen other it. than just we didn't have it on VHS. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen it multiple times, and it has a lot of it. It has a very similar tone. I mean, the, the tone on this does not. It's just it's it's that movie. Take put into Christmas time, and it yeah. was, and I think that's one of the great things about it. And like Nancy had said in the intro, the, um, Christmas Vacation was not a movie that was on my regular Christmas movie rotation um, when it came out. But um, you were not a fan of it, really. I wasn't really a huge fan of it, and I think because I started. I mean, you hated it less than Pretty Woman. I did hate it less than Pretty Woman. <laughs> but um, did you hate it less than Jerry Maguire? Oh, way less than Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I mean, one of those movies is watchable. One of those movies is, is Jerry Maguire. <laughs> but anyway. Even um, Lego Batman loves that movie. I saw him watching it in the movie today. You're Robert. talking about Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just continue. He's a bunch of bricks. <laughs> but um, anyway. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is a family movie once again. As we get to see the Griswold family and their Griswold family Christmas, um, which starts off with them going to get their tree and the antics that are involved in getting the tree, the traditional Griswold family Christmas tree. Do they always forget to bring this off? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) And I don't know if they always get trapped under a big rig. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids, look, a deer. And, that scene is spectacular. And uh, once again, you know, we have Chevy Chase as Clark. Um, we have Beverly D'Angelo as, I believe, um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Ellen, Ellen Griswold. And a revolve, and the revolving door of children, but the names are still the same. Uh, Audrey, played this time by the famous Juliette Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Rusty, played by a young Johnny Galecki of pre, pre-Roseanne, Roseanne. That's right. pre-Big this Bang Theory. This is the Theory. youngest I'd ever seen yeah. him. Young, young Johnny Galecki. I don't think his voice had changed by, when he filmed this movie. I mean, it was he was pretty young. And um, it, it was filmed. It, it was filmed around the same time when Roseanne was starting. Yeah, it like came out in 89. He didn't yeah. join Roseanne until like the fourth right. or fifth season. Right, right, so. right, right. Yeah. Was it really the fourth season? I think it was like the fourth season. No, it had to be earlier than that. Well, maybe you're cl- right. Maybe you're right. clearly gotten... Yeah, you're probably right. He was an adolescent by the yeah. time he joined yeah. Roseanne. Because he didn't have his cute little nine-year-old voice or however old he was. Yes. I know. A show I used to love so much, but now I won't watch anymore. Yeah. But, um... And it's about, like, the traditions within the family... And um, 
this this particular year that we're focusing on, both Clark and Ellen's parents are coming to the house to stay with them for Christmas. And they don't really have a ton of room in their house, but they want to have the whole family together. And kind of a subplot to all of this is Clark has pre-purchased before getting his traditional Christmas bonus a swimming pool, which he had to put a huge down payment a on. A $7,500 deposit. Yeah. In the late 80s. Yeah. Well, pools, Where does that are, money... pools are expensive. Pools are expensive. No, but I'm saying, like, how much does 7500 how much does that equal nowadays? Well, and how... 25, that's a, 30 grand? That's a huge Christmas bonus, if you think about it. Yeah, what is he doing? Yeah. He... <laughs> He, he's creating a varnish for that goes on flakes of cereal. He's the last true to family make, man. To keep them crunchy. That's what he does. That he then tries to put on a sled. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... That's no. That he, that, that's a different thing that they develop. That they put on the sled. It's not. Oh, the, it's he, not the varnish. It's he doesn't put the varnish. It's on oil. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like a cooking oil or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where we get to the end when the the huge third act of the movie it takes place where he does not get his Christmas bonus and then antics ensue because of that. Well. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt. And Go then, ahead. and then, well, and in the beginning, that you know, he's also trying to get all the lights hooked up. Like that's yeah, a huge yeah. One thing. of the huge, one of the huge, probably popular scenes from this movie and, and themes of this movie is probably like the first and kind of going from the first act into the second act of the movie is him trying to to put all the Christmas lights on the house, which ends up being you know overblown, but to the point where like they have to turn on the backup nuclear reactor for the city to, yeah. in order to power the city because he has so many Christmas lights, which nowadays is hilarious because you can watch um, television shows like the great Christmas light battle on on TV where they have more lights than what he puts on his right, house. Right, it used to be. It used to be... <laughs> You put a string very ostentatious when you'd watch yeah. it. You'd be yeah. like, "Oh my god, that's ridiculous!" But yeah. now it doesn't seem that ridiculous. It doesn't anymore. seem that ridiculous anymore. Two hundred yeah. strands of lights is still ridiculous. It is. It is. But two hundred thousand bulbs that he had to check every single bulb. <laughs> and I don't believe Johnny Galecki actually checked them all. Oh no! Rusty no. <laughs> saw was handed that big ball of lights <laughs> that were not nicely wrapped. They were just that's a part of the wadded comedy. up. I think that was part of the comedy. That wasn't real. And it's, and I also have to mention um, how much I love the neighbors, Julia Louise Drivers, and whatever that other actor, Todd's the actor is playing, <laughs> uh, is. And I love all that that goes on too. The other thing that happens in the second act is we get a visit from a character who was in the original Vacation movie, played by. Randy Quaid. Oh, he was in the original? Yes. Cousin Eddie. Mm-hmm. Cousin mm-hmm. Eddie, who in the original they go and visit at their at their house on the way to Wally World. Mm. This time he drives up in his RV and decides to crash Christmas. That there's an RV, Clark. And I traded my house for the RV. And um <laughs> Nancy, it's just so <laughs> You can hear her eyes rolling. <laughs> he is a 
a stress. He he, he is definitely a source of stress for Clark. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's he's gross. He's dirty. He's got a really weird dog. He's snots. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's he, not. There's, he's just, yeah. Not I, not a welcome house guest. I would Best get, if he does lay India to just let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then the, his oh son, his, you know, his son comes up, is there, and Grandpa's like, here, give, give Grandpa a kiss. Oh, I wouldn't get too close. He's got a lip fungus that we're not too sure about. <laughs> <laughs> just, on Ruby Sue, the, her eyes Hey, are, your eyes aren't crossed anymore. <laughs> yeah, she got kicked by, by like a horse. Or something like that, and her <laughs> eyes just went back to normal. <laughs> he really is. He, he he really is like the hardest thing to watch, but one of the funniest things in this He's movie. So funny. Well, he creates the the drama for the very end of the movie. Well, and I think that the thing about and actually Clark gets his bonus in in he ends actually because it. of Eddie. Yeah. Well, Mr. It, Shirley is Bill Murray's brother. I never realized that before. Oh, in real, oh, in real life? life? Yeah. It's oh, his wow. brother. Like, they totally look alike. I was like, no wonder why he always like looks familiar to me. Well, and um, his wife is Mrs. Maisel's mom. Yeah, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I need to ask, yes, Sherry, yes. how old were you when you first saw this movie? When it came out on, on video. So, okay. what, like, I don't know. Probably. It came out in 89. I probably so watched probably like it. 90 or 91. Christmas 90 is probably when I watched it. Did you watch it by yourself? or is this mm, I like watched it, it with your, friends. Your par- did your parents like it too, or... My dad does like it, but he's watched it, like, on TV. I didn't watch it with him. I watched it at my friend's house. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to... And I've watched it probably every year since. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of Sherry's Christmas wrapping movies. <laughs> I, I'm going to posit that this is also one of those movies that if you didn't grow up watching it, you don't get it. Because... I don't. I watched it. Old, I watched it older. It's it's definitely growing. I think on it's me. just you. Ha- it's just it's a different kind of like. It's, it's a different sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, the hu- there's a lot I, of people in your family that love it like I do. Do I understand their humor either? Maybe <laughs> yeah. not. Your uncles. Some your yeah. Your aunts yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think, <laughs> and I'm just jumping ahead here. Pairing this movie with a Christmas story, I think, is actually perfect because it shows two very different types of humor. And two different, and, and I mean, and and it's kind of the same. Like I love the dynamic where they're two movies about family. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're yes, a lot of Christmas story focuses on Ralphie, but it's, it's a small it's little family. And then vacation, the Griswolds don't go on vacation. All the yeah. other family come to their house. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but, that's the whole part of that is like it's like you have all these family members that are like so annoying. And they have their different quirks, but it's and like everyone it's, it's Christmas, the and they're all house. there. And yeah, and like you know, Ellen says, oh, "What can I say?" But it's Christmas. We're all in misery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think, and, and again, I mean, I always growing up, we always loved seeing everybody at mm-hmm. Christmas, and we would go to Grandma's house and see everybody at Christmas, regardless of whether Mom's side or Dad's side. But but we know about getting huge families together oh, yeah. for Christmas and oh, just yeah. the the crazy dynamics of that. Yeah. And none um, of our Christmases involved squirrels. No. I mean, this is a comedy. <laughs> I mean, this was written by the same guy who wrote Home Alone, another Christmas movie, which is great, which involves a little kid torturing Robert. People who break break into the house with like crazy booby traps. I mean, it, it is torturing's a strong word. They did break into his house. Yeah, he was. It was self defense. <laughs> anyway, um, but I would I would agree that 
you know, you have to kind of be okay with, like, Clark Griswold and his humor. And, People like, the humor that are stupid. Okay, yeah. Like, I have a hard time with yeah, that. So I know. So Christmas story, dry humor. Lots of, you got to just really be listening to get the joke. And mm-hmm. lots of kind of just sly, dry humor. Um, especially with kind of the amped up style of the narrator. Like, I feel the narrator in Christmas story is as excellent as, like, the narrator in Jane the Virgin. You know, just that same kind of, just an perfect extra, or wonder another character. Or, or wonder, wonder years. years, yeah. Christmas Vacation, I don't understand Clark Griswold at all. He is such an idiot. I can't, I cannot. In fact, the only time I start to like this movie is in the last 20 minutes when he finds out he's been enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club for a year. And he starts wearing... And he loses his mind. Like, <laughs> Mad Clark, I get. Like, it's like, finally, I ha- I understand his motivation. I, like, get why he's doing what he's doing. And that's kind of starting to make sense to me. But everything else about him makes me crazy. I, think, I, I, I cannot... Else. Holy shit, where's I, the Tylenol? <laughs> I don't understand. I can't I, get into I it. Think that, I think the best and, you way... Know, not everybody's going to like this movie. The but, best but way... Rusty's my favorite character. The best way to describe Clark Griswold, I think... Complete idiot. He's not a complete idiot. Blind no, no. optimism. Yes. yes. He has blind yes. optimism. And family. That, that everything's going to be great. I can't wait for everyone to come here. You know, even in the vacation... In, when, in vacation, in European vacation, there's kind of this blind optimism of, hey, we're going to go do this. It's going to be so much fun and great. He for, so he forgets the details. Mm. Um, I mean, he's just so excited. I mean, mm. yeah. I I could. He wants call, to make it perfect. If you had to pick his zodiac sign, what do you think it is? What You're do you gonna say he's a Sagittarius. <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna say Sagittarius. Gemini. I was gonna say I was thinking Gemini. Okay. This we don't want to bore our listeners with a lot of <laughs> astrological, and we certainly don't want to offend anybody. Um, but but that's that's where I was thinking. Like, this is gonna be so great, and then you kind of forget some of the details, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, and Sagittarius would probably be like the optimist, the optimistic part of that, I, where where you <clears throat> and then the and the the foot and mouth aspect of of it um, a little bit. But um, I just think that I felt the exact same way you did. He's when sweet I, and goofy. When, uh, but I He's had to... He's not sweet and goofy because he ogles over women that aren't his wife. <laughs> and, his, and Beverly D'Angelo is beautiful. Of course what she is. What is your problem? Oh, yeah. Why she, are you ogling he, over the underwear not, salesperson at the mall? Is, Can't I, see the line, can you, Russ? I, I, I don't know. I... I, the, I you're that is like that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie is that scene (laughs) other than this when the squirrel jumps out of the tree (laughs) i laugh so hard i mean i have watched that scene so many times and i laugh every single time he just messes up his words and says that stuff he's just flustered like because he's like you know i mean it, it does when he says that but he's like, I'm divorced. He's like, oh, no, she's dead. Like, it's just, it's a joke. You know, he's joke. I mean, yes, you know, I see what you're saying. You know what sure, other, but Al Pacino would argue that he shouldn't be dissing <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. Oh, no. No, he should not. I, no, no, I mean, that's, that's he's my, just, I mean, you know and what? the shit that she puts up with, with being married to him. I like, know. But really? 
you know what? You'll never get Christy Brinkley, okay? You're not. <laughs> Clark just has a lot of big dick energy, okay? He just. He just <laughs> you know, you know, if I were to, if I were to, if I were to to find another character in popular culture to relate Clark Griswold to, I would almost say it's like first season of The Office, Michael Scott. Uh, I would almost say that Maybe Michael Scott little, was I think more Clark is smarter. Oh, I was going to say Michael Scott's smarter. I would say Michael Scott is smart is smarter, but they have that same kind of not thinking about what they're saying. I think that scene is more of a commentary on men, like that what how he is, like it's just like how, you know, that stereotypical like, oh, I'm going to lose my shit over. Maybe. And that's no, a, and that's something Do that I? That's something also that, like, they're just repeating from the first two movies, too, where he, yeah. like, fixates yeah. on, like, some fantasy ball. person and and then yeah. how that changes. But um, that scene and I think I'm trying to think. I really like the. Um, I mean, like I said, the sled scene. Oh, it's funny. oh, 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 yeah. That's this, OK, so. The sled scene, it was going to be a tie between when Clark gets crazy, like that whole la- ending part of the movie, and the sled scene. Because when Matt and I were kids, we would go to Tahoe, and some years there was snow, some years there weren't snow, there wasn't snow, but we always brought our trusty saucers with us to go sledding. We didn't actually use sleds, we used saucers just like what he used, but I think ours were plastic. One year, our cousin literally slid down the mountain and into Highway 50. Oh, shit. And that's all I kept thinking about when I saw him grease up that sled <laughs> in the scene and flying down the hill. Now, I don't think Mike got through all these little snow blocks. You know, I don't think he went as far as Clark does in this, but that was, yeah. That, I my that also happened to me, but I didn't go into Highway 50. I did go into the street. I flipped. There was like a snow bank oh, at the bottom of the hill. I launched over it. My face was on the highway. No cars were coming or anything. I think um, our uncle came and 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 grabbed me. How, was that is that the same picture where you're on the rock and your arms are crossed and you're crying? probably because I I think I was freaked out. At he that was point. probably like four or five when that happened. Then yeah, I was pretty. Well, no, I was like a lightweight. I probably was like just forty five flying it off yeah. into into yeah. into. into the air and everyone's like oh shit eventually we found a high school that had like a football stadium and when it snowed it became like a big giant bowl so we were no longer in danger of flying into the highway right but yeah i found i liked that scene a lot that scene was great that scene's hilarious i mean i like a lot all i mean the whole movie but i've never been in a sled on a saucer even in the snow never played in the snow can't relate sometime soon and then um, I think one of my the lingerie sales sales girl scene, the sled scene is one of my favorites. Um, I also like the scene when they get the tree home, and um, oh yes, they're like, he's, he's in come, the Halloween he, mask. He, he's in the Jason mask with the chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. and excellent. Where are you gonna put a tree that big? Big Clark, bend over and I'll show you. Well, that was rude. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> he, was talking to the, he was meant to show that the wife's at uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty 
clever lines in it. Oh, it's so funny. When I was watching it last night, I wasn't thinking of Friday the 13th. I was thinking of Halloween. I'm like, oh, this connects to the other movies <laughs> we already watched. But Funny you wrong. say that. Um, I was wrong. Not Clark's dad, but Ellen's dad, E.G. Marshall, was in the Crockroach um, yes, scene that was in, him. In, in, in Creepshow. Creepshow. That was him. And then... Um, Hit, and we've got and Ellen's mom is from was um the mom on um Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's hilarious. So so before um Well oh, like I always want to say this too, the great grandma that wraps her cat up and the jello mold mm-hmm. and stuff, that she did Betty Boop's voice in the thirties. Oh wow. Yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Or when whatever, you know. Isn't she like an aunt? Isn't she like a great aunt? aunt Beverly. Or she, yeah, Beverly? I think she's a great aunt. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. wraps up her cat in her mm-hmm. jello mold. Um before oh, this one's leaking. So before we um before Nancy watched the movie, um, because she hadn't seen it before, she had asked me if she was going to have a Tom Skerritt moment by falling in love with one of the characters like she did in Alien. <laughs> about so, Christmas Vacation? About Christmas Vacation. So I said, oh, clearly you're going to fall... Beverly D'Angelo. No, you're going to fall in love with Uncle Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old man, right? The guy with, who with the, the toupee who yeah. lights the Christmas tree on fire. <laughs> and he's like, what? So he's I want to like, ask fire. you... Did, was there a love connection? No, no. The only the only love connection is I two and two. I couldn't believe how adorable Johnny Galecki is. He is he's, super adorable. He's so cute. He, he's he's, he, so cute. he's he's a good Rusty. I think he's an excellent. I mean, rusty. so so of the three Rusties in those first three movies, you've got um, Anthony Michael Hall. Some no-name guy that I don't think it went anywhere, and Johnny Galecki. I don't remember <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. I would probably lean that he would maybe be my favorite if I ever watched. He was movie pretty good. Again. He was a good Rusty, and I think that the parts for the kids were, at least for him, was bigger in Vacation mm. than in Christmas Vacation. I also swear that he's supposed to be older in the first movie than later now than like later. The, Dude, Audrey's older, the but they do thing, they do funny stuff with those movies. The anyway. whole Audrey's thing with like the a kids, foot taller than him. The whole thing with the kids yeah. is so bizarre that they have different kids in every movie, but it ended up just being this tradition well, for these movies. John Hughes said he hated he hated sequels, so he like oh. he wanted to make it like its own movie. Well, that's cool. So Clark can then ogle over another woman in every single movie. Okay. I know. And then beginning, it's... Is, is it, it a Christy blackjack Brink- dealer? Is it Brinkley in the beginning? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is it a blackjack dealer in the Vegas vacation that he ogles over? Is he... I think I've only seen that once. Hmm. I... I've never seen it. Well, we might have to... Sherry and I might have to give that one a chance. Vegas vacation? Yeah. Did I watched watch it. it? it I, I thought it was funny, but I also, again, am a... F- I, like this movie. Like, yeah. You know, the Griswold. Now, so. you hadn't seen... European Vacation, though. I watched it with you a long yeah, you, time ago. Because you watched it yeah, with Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So. Turnabouts. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think I, uh, I, think I actually, you know, like, even though it's a comedy, I think I learned a lot about Europe in that movie. Or well, at least they do the, go a lot of places. They, well, they go to London, Paris, and somewhere in Germany. Yeah. Munich or something. So, what's funny about Munich? this movie, I forget I the director's name. I have to look it up, but uh, when... He was doing, like, these fancy Vogue commercials or something on TV. And Stanley Kubrick saw these and, like, 
basically like launched his career in direct directing and he ended up getting a script for this movie and ended up directing. So pretty much Christmas vacation was made because of Stanley Kubrick, well, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> his name is Jeremiah Chechik. That's it. And he also directed the movie Benny and June. Yes. With yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, he directed some episodes of Gossip Girl. Hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of TV is what it looks like here. And, um, yeah. So, if it wasn't for Stanley Kubrick, this movie doesn't get made. Hmm. So, there you go. Even though this is not my sense of humor, and I'm not in a hurry to really watch this movie ever again. Um, Roger I mean, Ebert hated it, too. I mean, I'm glad I watched it. I mean, just to kind of round <laughs> out, you know, my... Um, the list of Christmas movies I've seen. I mean, there's plenty I haven't seen. Matt, neither Matt nor I, and I don't think Sherry either, we're not, like, Hallmark Christmas movie people. So... No. You know, <laughs> the the movies we end up seeing that are Christmas-related are usually, like, the bigger blockbuster ones. They're not really made-for-TV... Elf. Yeah. You know, stuff that's been... In, um, Love Actually. Love Actually, like. which is, you know... A, Challenging movie, but I like it a lot, actually. I like it a lot, actually. I like it, actually. I like that movie a lot, too. I rewatched that last year for the first time in a long, long time. Yeah, Elf is probably, like... If if if, if we were going to round out that, that list of you know, new classics for, for Christmas. It's probably Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, and Elf are probably, like, that top three. Mm-hmm. And I love Actually's in there in at least, like, the top five to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people love Home Alone. Um, Home Al- I have issues with Home Alone. I think some of it is funny. I am not a huge fan of, like... V- People getting irons dropped on their face. Yes, I'm, I, don't I don't like find, it's hard for I don't you to find, watch. I don't, painful humor. I'm not. I don't think. <laughs> Me like, either. Slap. You know. I, I slipping on banana peels. <laughs> Three Stooges humor is Correct. like the best way I could. Correct. You don't slapstick. like slapstick physical comedy. But, yeah. yeah, I'm not huge into yeah. that. But like the whole thing with Clark going down in the sled. That's different. I think it's funny also because of his arrogance of it, and then just. What happens with him well, and, and, the, and the personal it's connection? Different than what you're talking about, yeah. And yeah. the personal and, connection. And, we're, and honestly, we're not seeing anything happen to him other than he's just flying. Like he's not. Nothing is actually. We're not seeing him being injured per se. We're just seeing him on a saucer flying really down fast. a yes. mountain through the air, you know. And then the leftover saucer that's just got holes in it when uh in their garbage pile out in the front. Yeah. But so no, I'm glad that we watched that we watched it. Um I I have a lot of friends that like this movie a lot. Um we have some family members that like it. So again, it's important to kind of have an awareness of it, but I I do think there's like it's one of those I forget what other movie we were talking about once that it's like either people like it or they do not like it. Like I there I, I there's not people that I've met too much that are like Eh, it's, a, it's not bad. It. Like, yeah, I, I watch it when it's on, but everybody usually I, I find that they're pretty like into it if they like it. So, I I you know it's become a tradition to watch. So and and I I wouldn't say I look forward to watching it, 
But I do really enjoy it when it's on. And I laugh at a lot more of it now than I did when I first watched it. Yeah. I think also, you, I mean, we watch some very serious movies sometimes oh, yeah. on this show. And oh, on our podcast? On our podcast, oh, yeah. you know. And sometimes we enjoy having to throw in some silliness. And Oh, yeah. This is definitely this part is on, of it. I can Definitely see why silliness. people do not like it. It's I totally get it. Like it's very goofy and 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 um, you know the humor is very conspicuous. I think I also just have a hard time for the reason that our dad isn't a huge fan of Mr. Mom because he thinks that it makes dads look dumb. I have a I think I have a hard time with this movie because he's just so dumb. He's so but there are dumb people. Dumb. That, I mean, at too. least in Mr. Mom, <laughs> you know, Jack figures it out. You know, he's only he's only inexperienced for kind of a short period in the movie. Like it's not a whole long time that he's he's not have dumb. He, he just, just doesn't he just doesn't have the experience yeah. of being a, a dad, stay at home dad. I think though that that you're also kind of implying that a lot of the reasons why some of the things that are funny happen in this movie have to do with his intelligence. Like, for example, the scene when he gets trapped in the attic is not his fault. That is the fault yeah, of, his, of his careless mother-in-law. They're so mean locked, to him. Who locked him up there, and they're so mean to him. Yeah. So he was kind of stuck. Yeah, he's he's got maybe a klutziness about him too. He's definitely yeah. And then Which, you know, and then you know, anything that happened with with cousin Eddie, you know, wasn't necessarily anything that Clark did. It's more just because of cousin Eddie. Or yeah. now the whole thing with the lights not turning on. I mean, he knew where he plugged it in, so that was definitely him being kind. Oh of, yeah, stupid. him being dumb. Yeah. Getting such a huge ass tree, and not bringing the saw, <laughs> him being dumb. I've never heard <clears throat> lights outside. He just gets so. Would you honestly think. use a staple gun as much as he did to hang up lights like that? Not me. Some people might. I wouldn't. It seemed like he had an excessive amount of staples that he used, like like every what six inches or something. Staple. I would and never. It was probably stapling staple, staple. around the board. <laughs> But still, I know. I <laughs> stapled his shirt to the, I know. the thing. I don't think I would ever do that. Some Maybe that's something people use. I will say that I would never put that many lights on my roof. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing ends up being, it's probably hazardous to flow-flying planes. <laughs> it's yeah. so bright. But <clears throat> I, I will, it's a comedy. I, I, I it's did, a comedy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I did appreciate how much eggnog they drank, and I have been drinking eggnog. The I know whole time. I didn't We've have a smoke re- for you. We've been um, recording tonight, so. But uh, anyway, spiked eggnog, no less. I think that this was kind of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for suffering f- suffering through Christmas vacation, yes. <laughs> but it's Christmas. We're all miserable. <laughs> <laughs> what about the nod to fast time scene with the pool? Well that's another ogling scene, so that's in the original. It's not no, in no. Oh that's he's right. They the do pool. do that. They the do, he's fantasizing about having a pool that he can't afford because he hasn't gotten his Christmas bonus yet. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> That was kind of... Financially irresponsible people. Well, and I think he was just thinking this was going to be the Christmas present that he was going to give to them. So, 
that's why it had to be around. He had to get it so soon. But he could have also just said, hey, kids, I'm going to get a pool with my Christmas bonus and then got it after. And then if he had to let them down, he could blame his boss. You know, Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, that's messed up. That whole thing was messed up. I will say that that is ridiculous. Like he said, he'd worked there 17 years. He always got a bonus. Why wouldn't you plan on that as being part of your salary? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I understand sure, his sure. argument. I well, love it when the cop says, that's pretty low, mister. You should, I should, somebody should beat you with a rubber hose or whatever he says to him. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but at one point, Clark goes into his office to talk to him and bring him the little gift, Christmas mm-hmm. gift that they had. It, Several oh, people got him the same thing. It was thing. all the same thing. It was yeah. the same shape, but wrapped in different yeah. paper. <laughs> Just put it with all the rest of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, his boss is pretty rude. So. Yeah, when he's on the phone and he's like, Give me somebody, anybody. And he's yeah. like, Give me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. But no, this was, this was good. So this is, and this is going to be our final episode for the year. You think? I think so. I think that closing out 2019, closing out Jeez. the decade. Oh my god! Yeah, but we'll be back in full force for 2020. Yeah, who who knows what the future has in store? I know we have a long list of movies already lined up, and. Um, we have there's continue, a continue well, our continuing revolving door of guests will yeah. will 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 be joining us throughout the year. There are movies coming out in the next couple years that are sequels to movies we've already talked about, which that could be interesting to discuss. Yeah. Or sequels that you know, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. But um squeezing the life out of certain franchises. Want to thank Sherry for joining us Yay. once again. Thank you for the invitation. And I want to thank all of our listeners for putting up with us for <laughs> now 26 episodes. Yay. And for a whole year. This was has been a lot of fun. And I want to um I'm just going to blankly say happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays. You know, for all the people that celebrate around this time of year. If you And for those of you who don't like the holiday season but love movies, enjoy some movies this holiday season. Whether they're holiday movies, movies that are like Die Hard and aren't really meant to be holiday movies but have been adopted just like some people need to be adopted for to join families around christmas whatever like star wars go see that over the holidays (laughs) yeah i i mean i think that we've kind of adopted a few movies over the years like that are just fun to watch while we're wrapping presents that Mm -hmm. have become a tradition i think the the first non-christmas movie that was that way for sherry is uh pretty woman she loves watching Pretty Woman while she's wrapping presents. I used to watch Walk the Line, too. I watched that. Walk the Line. Um, she has adopted watching Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the mood. It is. <laughs> it's the it's the the cloudy, gloomy mood. I've and never sparkling. Seen them. <laughs> no Twilight movies ever. It's not very good. None but of I, them. But it's, it's fun. They're not very good at all. But it has that, it's got that Twin Peaks setting feel. Mm. Not Twin Peaks, not, it's not Twin Peaks, but I'm saying like, because it's got the Northwest, like, you know. Yeah, I was about to say that's about all it has. Yeah, but I know. That's about it. Or some X-Files that episodes. That is it. Yeah. I know, but it's got that Northwest feel. 
The glue. argues with people that aren't me. <laughs> kiss his ass, kiss my ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Nancy, for thank you, Matt, for putting this together. And we will see you all next year. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>